0: Hi, this is Jamie Court, and I'm here this week with the Rage for Justice Report, the weekly podcast of Consumer Watchdog, where we discuss our work exposing, confronting, and changing. And this week, we're very lucky to have with us Michael Finney, the consumer reporter from KGO, who's celebrating his 30th year. Let me say that again, 30th year on the air (laughs) on KGO ABC7 on your side. Congratulations, Michael.
1: Uh, Thank you. Thank you. i'm i'm happy to still be here
0: (laughs) well for all of you who don't know michael's good work he's done an amazing job uh with um just best consumer reporter in america he's exposed uh all sorts of underhanded tactics by banks like Providian National Bank that flees consumers and uh, they eventually agreed after his work to pay $300 million back. He's changed how car seats are designed and manufactured by showing children climbing how to supposedly secure seats. He's passed a law with Jackie Speier, uh, the congresswoman, then uh, state uh, senator, protecting car buyers' rights. He's been recently on the warpath against uh, the Employment Development Department, EDD, and holding it accountable uh, for the untold numbers of uh, their EDD payments. And his reporting has been credited with uh, helping keep uh, Proposition 103, our insurance reform, in place because he's done a lot of exposing of industry attempts to uh, uh, change it. And he's also prompted quite a few recalls and had a lot of scammers thrown in jail over the years. So Michael is a legend. And uh, and I'm proud to say April 29th is Michael Finney Day in San Francisco by decree of Mayor London Breed. Um, How did that work, Michael? Uh, How did you feel walking around San Francisco knowing it was Michael Finney Day?
1: (laughs) You know, uh, having grown up here, that was really an amazing, an amazing day. And I've got to tell you, at least in my neighborhood, wandering around, uh, I I couldn't buy a drink that night. uh, People were very kind to me. It was just a wonderful feeling.
0: I love cities where people buy drinks for you. I don't I, that that's not Los Angeles, but San Francisco for sure. You go around uh, San Francisco with Michael Finney, Everybody knows him because he's on the air like five days a week there for 30 years. Um, we we did a little Zoom celebration of Michael's 30th anniversary, and we have a few uh, few choice clips from it. I want to play uh, before we start talking to Michael more. Um, you'll hear you'll hear on the voices of uh, Willie Brown, um, uh, Susie Orman, Uh, Ralph Nader, and our own Harvey Rosenfield. So let's play those clips. For our president, Michael Finney would be my consumer protection. After all these years, he's
1: perfect at the job. Michael, O here, can you even believe it that we're both Bill, around, you remember like 30 years ago on the fun we used to have on KTO? You were then and still are the best consumer reporter in the world. I just want to congratulate you.
0: Well, Michael Finney is 30 years on the job. There aren't many like him at television stations around the country, even though consumer advocacy has been polled over the decades to be one of the most popular viewed uh, subjects on television kudos to you michael your team and abc7 for consistently keeping the politicians and the corporations honest the very best wishes of all of us to you and your family on your 30 exceptional years of consumer reporting so michael how how does it feel to have uh, these folks uh, Fetting you. And, and, and we had so many more on the Zoom call. I mean, I think we had 40 people on that Zoom call. First of all, were you surprised? And, and two, how did it feel?
1: I was very surprised. Uh, Thank you very much for putting it together. Uh, Jamie Court from Consumer Watchdog put together the entire event. I was totally surprised. I thought I was doing a charity Zoom event, which is something that we do for each other around here. And I thought I was doing that for Dan Ashley and his Rock Mikasa uh, charity. So I was shocked. that All of a sudden, there's all these journalists on the screen (laughs) saying, happy Michael Finney Day. Uh, So I was shocked about everything. Uh, I had no idea that was happening. It was great.
0: Well, tell us a little bit how you got started, Michael, and how you became a consumer reporter. Um,
1: You know, honestly, it actually started in seventh grade. I had a uh, junior high school journalism teacher who I'm still close with. And um, he kind of showed me that journalism was a way to change the world. And my first investigation was actually when I was in eighth grade, and the school had all of these bicycle thefts constantly. So I compared with the other two junior high schools in town and found out they had basically none. So we did a story on on that, uh, comparing the numbers. The school was very irritated with me. And then we followed that up because it turned out, they were trying to say not that many bicycles were stolen. As it turns out, the vice principal had his bicycle stolen. He never reported it to anyone because it would look so bad after telling me they didn't have a problem. And then I interviewed secretly the guy who stole his bicycle. Oh, man. <laughs> so we printed that in the school paper. I was called in, and I was told, no, I can protect my sources. That's the end of that. That's what my uh, teacher had taught me. They called him in, threatened him. He wouldn't budge on it. They called my parents in. And, <laughs> and my parents said, no, he's allowed to protect his sources. This is uh, American journalism. So wow. really, uh, I always say to Bill Goggin, um, you know, taught me that you comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. <laughs> and that's pretty much what I've been doing ever since. Um, I'm very fortunate to have run into him and and to find my life's work so early. I, I was very fortunate.
0: And so uh, right after college, you, you became a, a cub reporter?
1: Yeah. So uh, I went to school at uh, California State University at Chico, Chico State, got my broadcasting degree from there. Two weeks later, I was working as a reporter in Idaho. Mm. Um And so I was there for a number of years. Then I uh, moved to another station there, moved to Bakersfield, San Diego, and then came home here. And in San Diego, uh, we had a lot of great investigative reports there. Uh, We did 37 reports on a lack of security with uh, the Navy. And we actually had undocumented workers cleaning ships that had nuclear weapons on them. (laughs) And that means the Navy had no idea who these people were. That was the problem. And So so we did a lot of investigations there. We did an investigation at uh, the convention center there. And we said, not we, I said, because I took a lot of heat for this. I said there was a plume of toxic chemicals downtown and the way they were pumping at the convention center it was going to eventually show up there. Everybody said I was wrong. I didn't know what I was talking about. By accident, a year or two ago, I noticed a bunch of reporting saying that chemical plumes were being pumped by the convention center. Wow. So sometimes you have to wait 20 years before you're right. <laughs> 30 years, 30 years.
0: Wow. What, what What's your favorite uh, story, favorite sting, favorite uh, result you got?
1: Um, you know, there's, you know, some of those fun moments, there's moments, you know, when you put the bad guys in jail, I think right now, because I've done more than 100 reports on the employment development department.
0: 100 reports in the last year, a couple of years, last couple uh,
1: last last year within a year. Jesus. um,
0: That we basically you how how frequently you're on TV that you could do 100 reports in a year and still do other stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, we have redirected much of our effort to helping people with EDD because here they are they have an earned benefit that has been paid for and they can't get their hands on the money however people who are in prison can manage to steal this money without much problem
0: under the so, names of Diane Feinstein and others <laughs> right
1: yeah that was amazing they use the name Diane Feinstein so we've been on them from the very beginning because Actually, you know, we receive at Seven on Your Side, uh, I receive 1,500 consumer complaints a week. (laughs) And every one of them is read and we try to deal with them. Now, some of them are about child support and, and issues that I don't deal with. But all the ones we deal with, we try to solve. And so we're like the canary in the coal mine. And we had so many complaints coming in about EDD while the EDD and everybody was saying everything was fine. And so we started looking into it. And then, you know, it's ever since then everybody's been doing a, a ton of good reporting on this.
0: Well, you know, there's this tension, Michael, you, you, you've been on the air a long time and, and you, you always talk about how you're lucky because most consumer reporters are get, get, get canned within a few years because they rub up against corporate advertisers um, how have you you really survived all the slings and arrows, as as uh, Ralph Nader said at your uh, celebration here. of, you- of uh, corporate advertisers? How have you done that? And do you, what 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 corporate advertisers do you know were offended by something you do and and, and pulled pulled uh, pulled away from the station? If you can tell us.
1: Well, I've got to tell you the the one thing: if you do journalism correct in a television station, you have a firewall between sales and news. And they've always done that here at KGO Television. So back in the day, not so much now, just because friends retire and people move on. But um, I had some very good friends in the sales department that were salesmen and women. And they were not allowed to tell me if I lost a client. So we would go, I wouldn't hear a word and we'd be out to dinner and then there'd be like, you know, you cost me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> because somebody had canceled or, or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so I've never officially been told anybody's ever had a problem with the station. They just don't tell me about it. I'm very <laughs> fortunate. Uh, that's come from the very beginning when we did this, uh, because we knew we'd be rubbing up against a lot of people. Um, and I'm trying to think of, you know, do I have a name of someone that I knew? And you, you know, the thing is, if you stand up and say we're completely fair and we were hearing your side of the story, we want to hear your side of the story, uh, but you can't complain because you've acted poorly and we tell people about it. And the station from the very beginning, a company, oh, this was an interesting story. And it's not my story to tell completely, so I'm going to leave out the company's name. But I did a report of a, of a major um, retailer. And they, well, we aired it. They complained knowing I was going to do the story. It was completely, you know, they didn't tell me about it. The general manager decided to um, go ahead and entertain them afterwards. When they came in, they would want to talk to him. And so he said, fine, come in and talk. And when he came in, it was two guys. And one guy handed a legal document to the GM. The GM wadded it up, threw it on the ground, and literally threw them out of his office. Wow. They begged to come back in the office. (laughs) (laughs) And when you have people that care about the public, you know, we're doing the whole build a better Bay Area um, on KGO television and we're serious about it. And we've always been serious about journalism here. So I I think if they know you're serious about it, you don't get kind of lame complaints. And the other thing I don't do, this is where journalists make a mistake. And, and, And so do consumer advocates. If you're going to bust somebody, bust somebody. Don't chew around the edges. Don't kind of say stuff. It's like, get the goods, and do it. That's my advice to everybody. So when you when you just mess around, you irritate people. It's like, really? That's what you have on me? But when you have somebody good, you have something hard. You know, the, the other thing we do that we have done in the past, we don't always do it, but we'll have a real bad actor. We'll ask other people in the industry, what do you think of that? And we kind of, you know, ask them to go on record we all but demand they go on record that this is not normal. This is not right. And they do it. And so I, I think they feel feel fairly treated by me, even if they're angry and upset with the report.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, um, what do you, what do you, um, what do you think about the future of, uh, consumer, uh, journalism, uh, you, you hopeful or, or not hopeful? You've seen you've seen a lot of uh, we've seen a lot of consumer reporters taken off the air and then never replaced. I mean, you've been you've got the gold standard in San Francisco, but across the country, there've been a lot of consumer reporters uh, who never get back on the air.
1: No, it's you know this is expensive reporting. It takes time and money to do good reporting. Uh, money is in short supply everywhere in journalism. Much shorter supply than it used to be. Um, before there were advertisers lining up to give us money. That simply doesn't exist anymore. So you have to have people that really believe that they have a license to broadcast from the federal government, and that's a serious obligation. But that's a, why would you take on that obligation if you don't have to? So I, I, I'm not very hopeful. Uh, I think there will be people here and there that are um, going to be doing the hard work, the important work, but I don't think it's going to be as common as it used to be. It already isn't, don't you agree? But are there very many uh, consumer reporters that you can speak to now?
0: There are very few, very few. There's one one in LA, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah. And uh, most cities don't have them. Um, I mean, there's there so few that, you know, we get calls from all around the country because there are only so few people. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, Quick last question for you, and this is a really important question. In terms of steaks in San Francisco, what's better, Joe's or John's? (laughs) Uh, Honestly,
1: uh, I love Joe's for a lot of reasons. It's in my neighborhood, uh, but John's has an absolutely stunning steak. So I think I, I, I probably have to go with John's.
0: Wow. I would have thought the other way. So you got to ask the questions, Michael Finney. <laughs> thank you for that insight and all the other insights you've given us over these thirty years. We're looking forward to working with you for another at least ten years, maybe twenty years, and um, and keep busting uh, the bad guys. Thank you so much for doing what you do. We really appreciate it.
1: Well, congratulations on Consumer Watchdogs' thirty-five years. Oh yeah.
0: um, <laughs> Thank you. You heard about it. amazing
1: that. what you guys have done. Truly amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope every day you wake up and understand what a huge difference you've made in the uh, lives of people. Uh, Consumer Watchdog is a stunning organization that's certainly the most aggressive in the country. So congratulations to you and thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, Michael. We really appreciate it and all you do. It's been Jamie Court with the Rage for Justice Report. You can subscribe to this podcast on uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere you get it.